I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Wednesday, August 28, 2019. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. To say today was interesting would be a massive understatement. In a weird sort of way, it was a little bit strange. We'll get back to that later. We're going to look at a lot of charts. We're going to see a lot of stuff. We're also going to understand where the read came from early today in the market. How did we know markets were reversing from the lows and going higher? We knew early on there's no two ways about it. How do we not really get lit up on the hourly chart? 285.23. That was the gap we discussed last night. So what happened at 285.23? The market made a low two pennies above 285.25. What are some of the things that we discuss on a constant and consistent basis? One of them is when a market, when a chart, a stock, a commodity, whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. When it misses a gap by a little bit and begins to trade away in the other direction, there's one of two things that's going to happen. Either that's bullish behavior in the case of a gap down below, it would be reversed with a gap down above. So in this case, it was bullish behavior. What we're watching out for is a market that may trade away from the gap quickly, yet come back and hover around the gap. That's not a bullish market. That would have been a signal that the bears are trying to pick up the fumble. What else have we been discussing? We've been discussing the fact that we're coming up into a holiday weekend. It's Labor Day here in the U.S. Markets will be closed on Monday, so they're closed Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Leading up to the Labor Day or holiday weekend, are they going to kill the market? Or we've been asking, will they pull a rabbit out of the hat and play defense down there at the bottoms one more time? So far, goal line stance. What are we talking about? We're talking about all the lows that were made on the daily chart. All the daily lows, and you can see we've got a series of higher lows now. All of a sudden, away from this gap, we're now trading up into or close to the 20-period moving average. Are we going to run higher over the next few days into and through the holiday weekend? You'll all remember the 120-minute chart. We took a look at the reversal that occurred in the middle right here. This red candle at 11.30 on the 27th. That was Tuesday. Is there anybody out there that's taken the lazy e-mini trader course that sees any market symmetry whatsoever with the reversal candle taking into consideration where the gap was? Nothing is necessarily to the penny, but the concept of market symmetry plays a role. Let's get back to the daily chart. I want to talk about some big picture stuff. Nothing's really changed here. Here we have the same bear flag pattern that we've been discussing for a long time. Are they coming up to the top end of this very range one more time? Do we have to get on the bus to play team torture one more time? That's precisely what the bears are asking at present. Leading into a holiday weekend, people are always looking for an excuse to be bullish. Even when the media appears to be bearish, they'll flip 
on a dime, just like a professional trader does. Here we are again. We have to take a look at inside the numbers. This is where, when I said before, there was a little strangeness going on today. The strangeness is not in a bad way. It was in a good way, but it was still a little bit strange. For the first hour or so of the day, the market was somewhat of a rodeo ride. But from the onset, we pretty much had it locked down, almost like we knew what was happening. Right out of the gate, 940 update. So far, they did the thing where they came up two cents short of the gap. 285.23 against the low. Snapped up, and now it's showtime. We'll see. It's 10 minutes so far. We're just getting lubed up at this point. IWM and transports, pay attention to this, are not showing leading weakness at present. The IWM is showing relative strength thus far. Again, already at 9.40 a.m., we're out of the chute, taking a look around, throwing the ball around the horn. We start to discuss the bear case hanging down around the gap. We know about that. Here comes the rodeo up to 9.55. Now they fill the gap up above. Now at the 9.40 update, we already started talking about the gap above. I couldn't type fast enough. The market was an absolute rodeo right out of the gate. But here's where it gets interesting. The IWM is on a tear. It appears at present to be reversing on various time frames. This is at 9.55 a.m. These are not short-term time frames, just noting what's in development. 10.10, they're pretty strong. No signs of slowing down just yet. Closing hourly around or above current price is bullish. It's showtime again. The bulls or the bears will likely prove their case right here. Hourly closes are always important. How about a 10.45 update? What did they just run into? Around SPY 288. Remember 288? Funny how this works. Pending question is whether or not they have any more mustard in the jar or will they put in a mid-morning pivot, we've discussed that of late, and consolidate for a while. In and of itself is bullish assuming the SPY stays above 287 on hourly closes. 135, we're back. Shocker, SPY 288 is now acting as support for the time being. Blah, 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 you get the rest. 288, do we think 288 was important? It was important early on. Once they got above 288, you can see what happened. They came back in for a retest, hit off of it to the upside, and continued higher into the end of the day. 288 remains important. Back to the daily chart just for a moment. Let's keep something in mind. Let's say for argument's sake, they do push the market higher over the next few days. You're going to hear everything's fixed. You're going to hear there's a deal with China. You'll hear something that sounds, smells, feels like positive news. We'll get a bout of short covering, some panic buying to boot. They may even try and drive the market all the way up near the 50 period moving average, maybe even above. Don't ever underestimate the panic buyers. They'll come out of the woodwork hard and fast, hitting market orders as fast as they can. Just a few moments ago, we talked about the IWM and the fact that from an intraday perspective, the IWM was beginning to reverse early on. Look what we have on the daily chart. We have a low, a lower low than yesterday, and we have an intraday reversal. Where's this market going? Is it going or has it already tried to test the high of the most previous breakdown candle? It made an attempt today. Maybe it gets higher. Maybe it gaps above it. If it gaps above it, that would mean the SPY or S&P 500 and other indices are also gapping up 
that could create a potential vacuum to the upside. Now that we've had a bucket full of traders clicking on the thumbs down button because I'm talking about the upside, let's talk about the other side, the downside. Can today just be the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew at work? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Here's the way it works. The market is designed to trick, trap, fool, and frustrate as many traders and investors as much of the time as possible. You know, they want us to look like fools. As such, they do the best effort possible to not let you in if you're playing the short side. Let's pull something out that we haven't discussed in a while. We always have the email indicator. The email indicator is in operation every day, all day. But there's not always an opportunity in there that we can trade. What is found in the email indicator are the weekly options, folks. I get it. I understand the play. And the reason I know that we're playing weekly options is when I get questions like, do you think the spider will be at X price by Friday? But you have to step back from that one for a moment and say, how would I really know that? It's a tough question to ask. If you catch lightning in a bottle and you're holding weekly options and they open the trap door and you get paid, it's fantastic. They pay well. The problem is they don't pay often. We were talking about the IWM and its intraday reversal out of the gate. Let's just run through a few charts, see what we've got. Five-minute chart, you can see the second five-minute candle of the day was about equal to the first one. It is a reversal candle, and then we went up from there, and look what happened. Once we filled the gap, they just kept going. They never even stopped for a cup of coffee. So we start looking at other charts, and you can see when the second 15-minute, for example, candle of the day closed, you can see it closed well in relation to where the previous candle was just 15 minutes earlier, maybe slightly more. They tried to shake out the weak hands, and then they went on a tear in the northern direction. We talked about the tear early on. What's going on now? We have this move here, so what we've got in operation is another bull flag pattern. How does this one go? It will generally play out to the upside. Anything different on a 30-minute chart? Same bull flag pattern. 60-minute chart? Same routine, but all of a sudden, what pops out on the chart as me is where the risk is. Where is the risk if a trader was to be long on a chart with a setup like this? Here's the problem, and this is the problem with bull flag patterns. We have the flagpole, and then we have the flag. Well, technically speaking, the market still remains bullish until and unless we close below the low of the breakup candle. The market can technically go down to test the low of the breakup candle and just be a different setup, but remain bullish. That's the problem with bull flag patterns, especially the ones with the long flagpole. By the way, I want to circle back to something from before. We started talking about the other side. We started talking about what about the bear case? Can they absolutely just drop the market? And the answer is yes. You never know which day you're going to walk in and find that gap up or gap down that may or may not pay you with the type of move you've been looking for. Let's get something out on the table. Good and solid traders miss big moves all the time. But here's why that's okay. What they're not willing to do is run after the market. They know the typical result. Under garden variety market conditions, if you begin to chase price, you're going to lose. So professional traders take a trade at their price or they don't take the trade at all. It's a business. 
We run it like one. The VIX. We started talking about the VIX again last night. We started talking about the flip side of the SPY or S&P 500. So this is another flagpole. So we know the routine. This can actually come down into, for example, the 200 period moving average at $17. Maybe lower. Maybe it doesn't get there. But that wouldn't necessarily disrupt the bull case. There's really a lot of stuff going on in the VIX chart. You have a high, a lower high, another potential, or it is a lower high. and But we still have a bull flag pattern inside of another bull flag pattern or bull wedge pattern, whatever you want to call it. So we got a lot of stuff going on here with the VIX. There's a lot of things jumping off the page. About the transports, similar to the IWM, we had a reversal in the transports. We made a new low today, reversed off that low, and then took a rocket ride to the upside and had relative strength against the SPY, as did my favorite market-leading indicator, the IWM. So therefore, my two favorite market-leading indicators leading the market today off the lows. It's very interesting leading into a holiday weekend. Is it the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew? Let's put some other stuff in perspective. We're well below the moving averages. It's a very, very weak-looking chart. Doesn't necessarily change the long-term bear case to have the rubber band snap back for a few days. It happens all the time. It doesn't mean the world just changed. It means the market is snapping back for a while. That's it. Financials, same routine. Big day for the financials. On the broker-dealer side, a decent day. On the XLF side, right into the 200-period moving average, stop short. Big picture, nothing changed. It's still going to trade as the other markets, other indices trade. It's all the same market. Everything goes in waves together. And don't misunderstand the term wave. We're not looking for Elliott Wave stuff. If you've been around for a while, you know how I feel. It's a pretty good labeling mechanism for after-the-fact stuff, but they're never right. There's always 10 counts with 15 alternates. It's paint-by-numbers. The SMH. Any clues here in the SMH? One thing I do find interesting was, why not have relative strength in the SMH? It was up, but it wasn't up screaming like it could have been. It was an excuse to be screaming higher, but that's not what happened. Made a slightly lower low from than the other day, and it did what the other markets were doing. However, it really didn't outperform anything. It's of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. And right there is basically everything that I wanted to and intended to discuss today. This common sense market analysis is a little short, But the market was pretty much a one-way ticket from the opening bell. We had an early beat on it. We began talking about the holiday stuff early on. So everything is pretty much business as usual. So we're going to pull the ripcord here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.